Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. We are dad and daughter talking all things football and uh, we're into 2021 now. Happy New Year, Dad. Yes, Happy New Year. Say it as if I haven't been spending the last half any month with you in lockdown. Um, any New Year's resolutions, I suppose? Any uh, Anything you want to tick off for of this this year? Get to watch a football match oh. live. Fingers crossed, eh? We thought we might be able to maybe go to a couple of Southwest local matches from the lower leagues, but yet we have not been able to do that at all. And obviously, I suppose New Year's resolution to keep the old podcast going. Maybe um, get your pair of headphones. Would you like a new pair of headphones? I haven't got any headphones. No, I know, but I could treat you maybe. Never mind. But um, yeah, so 2021 has obviously kicked off. And once again, there's loads of football on. Actually, we've had a week off. So um, there's it feels like there's loads that's happened, obviously, over the Christmas period. So we're going to have a roundup of the top four English divisions, as well as a rant each, a rave each, some Barnet of the week, and obviously ones to watch as well for next week. So I'm going to start off by quickly rounding up some of the key matches and fixtures that took place in the Premier League. The first one that I wanted to mention was on Friday night, Man U versus Aston Villa. Huge win, as obviously Man U have now moved level on points with Premier League leaders Liverpool because they beat Villa 2-1. Um, Man U now are undefeated in their last nine league matches. And especially over the Christmas period, just seem to be grinding out some important wins. You wouldn't say that they've obviously hammered. I think it was against Wolves that they won 1-0. So we watched it live. Villa were pretty unlucky not to get something out of the match, would you say? Yeah, playing good football, Villa. I think they're, uh, you know, they've really established themselves as a... Uh, well, you'd think a top 10 team at least this season. So, yeah, they were unlucky. Yeah, uh, but it was a really entertaining match and Bruno Fernandes just seems to be on fire now since he joined. I've probably coming up to a year now because they got him in the January transfer window. Um, this season, he's got 11 goals and eight assists so far. And then Rashford, he's playing really well. Probably should be scoring more goals, you could say. But he's got seven goals this season and four assists. And um, like I said, Villa were pretty unlucky not to get anything. But they're still looking really good on 26 points in the table. Um, yeah, so Man U, this is the first time now, obviously, that they've moved joint on points with Liverpool. Suddenly people are now saying, could they win it? You actually had them tipped from the word go, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, backed them. Yeah, just, I mean, it was a bit of an, they were an outside. I think they were about 10 to 1 at the start of the season. But um, yeah, they've got a good chance. I think with this season, you just don't know what's going to happen. And it could just be one of those ones where someone unexpected, and that's weird to be saying that about Man U, could potentially be winning it. And then next match, I wanted to mention again, another team that kind of went out of form. They hadn't actually won since 6th of December. Obviously, that's Tottenham against Leeds. They won 3-0, lifts them back up the table and within four points of Man U and Liverpool. And just the electric pairing of Son and Kane, again, just seems to cause such problems for the teams. Obviously, it was Kane assisting Son this time. I think, I don't know if Kane's getting more assists than goals this season, but um, Son scored his 100th goal for Spurs. And this is the first time that Leeds have failed to score in an away Premier League game this season. And apparently they've conceded six penalties now so far, which is the most in the Premier League. All very good going forward, Leeds, but... Um, well, I think we said in the past, defensively, maybe that's where they're most fragile. And then got West Brom versus Arsenal. Since we last did the podcast, just a huge turnaround for Arteta and the players. Obviously, three wins on the trot. Noticeably, I said they're all involving centre-back Pablo Mari. 
people were saying they missed David Louise, but actually with him now in centre back, potentially maybe a little bit less risky than David Louise and seems to be quite steady at the back. Um, but standout performances within that match, Tierney, Saka, Smith Rowe, Lacazette, quite a few now in his last few matches. And they seem to be knocking out people like Pepe. He's on the bench. El Neni, Willian. So quite established players have been pushed to the bench. Long way for Big Sam and West Brom to go. Obviously, they've got a vital draw against Liverpool. But since that, back-to-back losses, conceding loads. They've got FA Cup away versus Blackpool. And then they've got a match versus Wolves. What do you reckon? Big Sam looks like he's got a big job. Uh, yeah, they just, they just seem to be a bit lost at the moment. And, you know, getting hammered 4-0 at home and got hammered at home by Palace so yeah yeah, looking a bit dodgy and then on Sunday night you also had the big match the weekend which was Chelsea versus Man City at Stamford Bridge and Man City just produced a ruthless attacking display to really cruise past them 3-1 they scored three goals in 16 first half minutes goals from Gundogan, Foden, De Bruyne three of the obviously key standout performances from the match and just really piling the pressure now on Frank Lampard who just you could tell from his face was not enjoying what he was seeing in front of him on the pitch the big money that he spent over the summer at the moment hasn't seemed to be really putting effect into place and Werner, Havertz, Ziyech all really struggling to adjust to life in the Premier League. So in terms of the table, it's made it look really, really interesting as it has been for the start of the season so far. City have now moved up to fifth and they're on 29 points with a game in hand um, on Liverpool and Man U with 33 points. Chelsea dropped down to eighth, so they're on 26 points, joint with Southampton, West Ham and Aston Villa. But notably, Villa have still got two games in hand on them so it was a, a real clean and clear victory for City and there's never really any doubt once they got going that you thought Chelsea might get back into this at all and yeah like I said it's going to be a tricky month or so for Frank Lampard but as we've seen from Arteta he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders and three wins back to back it was just the right thing to try and relieve some of the pressure on his shoulders so that's my roundup from the Premier League. So championship, three matches to have a look at here. First one was a um, promotion potential clash, and that was Swansea versus Watford. Swansea came out 2-1 winners, which uh, got them up to second, actually. Watford seemed to in and out of form, really. They're still six, they're still in the playoff places. Cleverly got the goal for Watford, and Jamal Lowe got both of Swansea's goals. 26-year-old English striker, lots of non-league experience to start with. Portsmouth, 103 games, he got 25 goals. Wigan, 46 games, 6 goals. And then Swansea, he's got 18-23. Well thought of. One of those players, 26, probably should be starting to get to maturity in terms of goal scoring and contributing in matches. So, be interested to see whether Lowe steps forward or sort of stays where he is. So, But a great win for Swansea, that's the second now, so they're looking good. Uh, next one, Millwall, Coventry. Two teams that are kind of teetering on relegation potentially. Great win for Coventry, 2-0 by half-time. A Wallace penalty in the second half for Millwall, but couldn't quite get back. Coventry's first win in five. Millwall had another Wallace, set off in the 80s, 90th, sorry, 93rd minute, uh, but by then the game was over, really. Coventry leapfrogged Millwall with that win, so they're 16th. 
uh, Millwall 17th, or they've got two games in hand and they're only one point behind. Would either team go down? Uh, probably not, but they might get dragged into it. But Millwall won Coventry 2, quite an interesting match. A team who do seem to be uh, destined for relegation, potentially Wickham. Playing a bit better, actually, seem to be um, getting going. They scored first yesterday against Middlesbrough, but ended up a 3-1 win for Neil Warnock's team. Neil Warnock now over a 1,000 games as a manager, and it was a brilliant win for Middlesbrough, actually, 3-1. Brown, Tavernier and Akpom scored. And now they're seventh, just one point off the playoffs. Uh, and uh, Wickham still in the bottom three. I said they're going to struggle a little bit, but um, I said they're good. They're giving it the best shot. But Middlesbrough, a brilliant win for Middlesbrough. Just off promotion, Middlesbrough three, Rick Wickham a one. It's good to see, you know, your typical English old school managers like your Neil Warnock, your Roy Hodgson and Big Sam all still going. Because they could easily just retire right now, right? Who would you find the most interesting as a pundit if you could have Roy, Neil Warnock or a Big Sam? Oh, definitely Warnock, I think. He's quite <laughs> outspoken, uh, speaks his mind, doesn't bother what doesn't bother if he offends anybody. I think he'd be quite interesting, actually, Warnock. Right, this is where we have a rant, as the podcast title suggests. Like I said, this is our first podcast in 2021. So what is your dad's first rant of the year? Well, I've got a couple of mini rants. Oh, okay. Uh, One of them is uh, just travel. And of course, the season's fixtures are set before a ball's kicked and they're all fixed in stone. But um, regardless of COVID or anything, I think the... um, some of the travelling distances at Christmas, it just seems a bit weird, really, that they... I know it used to be a definitely a time for derby matches and teams playing local teams, but some of the top teams are travelling hundreds and thousands of miles return trips almost, so I just don't understand that. But anyway, uh, that was the first mini rant. Why on earth don't they go back to more derbies? Mm-hmm, okay. And the second one was shirt numbers. Ooh, uh, a bit okay. random, but uh, just prompted me yesterday, Owen Otasawe... The American midfielder came off the bench for um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah. Attacking midfielder, number 54. And I thought to myself, they haven't got, have they got 54 players in the squad? Uh, have they yet? <laughs> so I don't know what, why, I don't know how they do this shirt number thing when somebody leaves who's number 21. Do they not replace him with the next person, 21? Or do they have to yeah. So just, you know, fif- number 54. <laughs> just seems a bit weird, all these big numbers. Will, so. the, will players come in and expect, like Cavani... He straight away got the number nine. Number, so number iconic. Seven. There's iconic shirts that people have to have or yeah, okay. get rotated, but I don't understand. 54 not iconic? 54 is not iconic. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There's, well, they've got a big squad if they've got 54 players in it. <laughs> or maybe they've got unlucky 13, so they've left that yeah, off. Or okay, I don't yeah. know what they're maybe, doing. Couldn't a player specifically choose their lucky number, like if his lucky number is 54? Well, it's a weird lucky number. Number eight's a lucky number, and <laughs> potentially, or lucky number, lucky number seven or something, but not lucky number 54. Right, okay. So those were your two mini rants. And, um, well, mine, obviously, it's just frustrating to see high-profile players within the Premier League appearing to break government guidelines. Uh, as we talk over the weekend, there's been rumoured players from Man City and Crystal Palace. And, you know, you're in the public eye. You're a professional sportsman. This obviously goes to all sportsmen, but you're a role model and you've got the rest of the public and United Kingdom obviously all going through a tough time. And uh, it's probably the last thing that we want to be seeing and... You know, all of us have got to do our bit and I suppose it's just frustrating. It must be frustrating for managers, obviously, to have to be dealing with this kind of press coverage around this time of year. 
like just stick to the rules you know you got to do it isn't fun you know like we've had to spend all of christmas and new year together but it is what it is dad um have you enjoyed that being a oh, wonderful yeah, yeah exactly so if it's a case of not having a couple of footballers parties just don't do it it's not worth it <laughs> League One. So we've been uh, mentioning the amount of fixtures and things like that. Well, actually, in League One, there were five matches postponed, mostly, I think, due to COVID. But there were some cases of, I think, the pitch being frozen, things like that. So just a couple to round up. You've got Hull City versus Charlton. That was 2-0 to Hull. They ended a run of three defeats, obviously, so by beating Charlton. They weren't helped by Darren Prattley, sent off in the 63rd minute Charlton, and it was 1-0 at that time. So Hull went on to get another final win, a final goal, sorry. Um, Hull remain in second, and Charlton is sixth, so just in the playoffs on 32 points. But again, two teams, two big teams that will be wanting to definitely be in the promotion places, if not those two automatic spots. And then you've got AFC Wimbledon versus Lincoln, talking of the top spots. Obviously, Lincoln now remain leaders uh, by their away win 2-1. They had to do without their manager, Michael Apton. He was isolating due to COVID. But Wimbledon did manage to have 12 shots, but Lincoln able to hold on to get the three points. Wimbledon's fifth defeat now in six league matches and Lincoln stay top on 41 points. And Wimbledon just two points above the relegation zone. But then you look at that, but then what with uh, fixtures and matches being postponed, Rochdale, who are below them, have got two games in hand. So you kind of have to take the table with a bit of a pinch of salt at the moment. And then the last one, the six-goal thriller, Burton Albion versus Oxford United. Uh, it was 5-1 to Oxford in the end. And Burton, obviously, rock bottom before and stay rock bottom. They reappointed Jimmy Floyd Hasselbaum this week because he actually led Burton to the League 2 title in 2015. So they've obviously called upon Jimmy to hopefully get some results. And um, it wasn't the best return as he watched them stands. His team obviously take a 5-1 thrashing. So Burton have lost their last five league games, uh, remain bottom on 13 points, and Oxford four wins on a bounce now. So they're mid-table and five points off the playoffs. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Have you followed much of his managerial career so far? Not really, no. He's good. Obviously, he was a great player. Uh, well, fantastic player, actually. But uh, not really. I think he's... It uh, looks like he's got a... A tough job at uh, Burton, that's for sure. You don't get many teams rehire managers that they've maybe let go in the past. Uh, not really, and there, there used to be a saying in football, might still be a saying, never go back. Really? Well, yeah, David, that's what I say. Dave, did David Moyes go back to West Ham? Yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah, but also they always said never go back. What about uh, Lee 2? Again, there's quite a few matches cancelled for frozen pitches and uh, covid uh, and also one abandoned, actually, wasn't the Harrogate uh, bit of fog? Couldn't see. Frustrating. Pitch, so Harrogate Oldham was abandoned. Picked on a couple sort of lower down the table. Uh, Mansfield in and out of form. Port Vale as well, actually, in and out of form. Had a massive win at Bolton of the week. But Mansfield uh, hammered them 4-0. So Nigel Cloughby more than happy with that. Jordan Bowery got a hat-trick. They'd equaled the worst ever home start, 10 games without a win. They've won twice at home in 2020. I mean, that's terrible, isn't it? It was the first home victory since the 15th of February last year. Uh, they're up to 19th, Port Vale 17th, not far ahead of them. So, brilliant win for Nigel Clough's Mansfield. And then Stevenage, Stevenage 3, Scunthorpe 1 again, two teams in the lower end of the table. A brilliant win for Stevenage. Right. Scunthorpe scored first, actually. A bit of a relegation battle, but Stevenage came back and won 3-1. Uh, back-to-back wins, which is rare for Stevenage, actually. 
Uh, and it was a 90-second uh, goal for Carter that sort of sealed the victory, make it 3-1. Stephen is out of the drop zone, the 20th. And really, it's interesting because Stephen seemed to be always down that bottom. And I didn't realise they'd been in the league since 2010. So they've been quite a long time. They've flirted with relegation last couple of seasons, 22nd last year, and 19th the season before. Feels like they've been down there quite a long time. Alex Revels, the manager, 37 years old. A bit of a journeyman as a player, 591 games he played. Got 141 goals, only 37, so a young English lad. And hopefully he'll get Stevenage going. So second team in Hertfordshire, they call them. Uh, Watford being the main Hertfordshire oh, right, team. Course, yeah. So good win though, bottom of the league, down the bottom of the league there, Stevenage 3, Scunthorpe 1. And just picking one for the National League, Yeovil, Torquay, bit of a West Country derby. Uh, Yeovil 2, well, so they were 1-0 down to the last three minutes and got two late goals. So turned it around and beat Torquay 2 on a brilliant win for Yeovil, who've struggled terribly at the start of the season. But Torquay, surprise defeat, but they're still 11 points clear at the top. But Yeovil are out of the bottom three now, up to 19th. So, But an exciting um, West Country derby. Rave. So this is where we get a moment to celebrate some good things that are going on in football at the moment. Might be something new to 2021. Um, I'll, I'll kick off. So... Obviously, I mentioned in my Premier League roundup about Arsenal since we last actually did the podcast. Just a real turn um, of events and results and three wins on the bounce. And obviously, suddenly it all looks brighter and Arteta looks like he can see better. And um, I suppose what I wanted to celebrate was the young British Arsenal players that seem to be making the most of the opportunity that they've got. Because in the past, you probably wouldn't associate Arsenal, one of those teams, to necessarily develop and bring up lots of their English players or British players but it's really fantastic to see Kieran Tierney obviously 23 year old Scottish he's been playing fantastic Saka 19 year old um, English been playing brilliant Smith Rowe just recently come in 20 years old also seems to be um, providing some great assists to the team and um, I think I mentioned earlier that you've, they're knocking out some of these big names like Pepe, who costs a lot of money, that he's just not getting a look in at the moment. Actually, he was your rant a couple of weeks ago, just being lazy. Even looking on the sideline, you've got Nelson, uh, Nikatea, Willock, all English players. So it's just great to see Arteta turning to the youth players and like homegrown talent, um, alongside obviously the experience of Aubameyang and Lacazette and almost kind of what Frank Lampard had to do last year and... Um, yeah, the, the the youth seem to be doing a good job at the moment, don't they? Definitely. And I think uh, to extend your rave, one of my comments is that, uh, you know, to see Arsenal two or three weeks ago, they imagine, to imagine Arsenal going anywhere in the snow and, you know, real bitter conditions and look so keen and so energetic and win 4-0. Yeah. Uh, I think they just totally changed the style and changed the mindset, really. But uh, I thought that was brilliant to see them so energised in such a difficult conditions. Yeah, it didn't look like the nicest conditions at all. Uh, my uh, rave this week, so uh, each year it's good to get a, a football book for Christmas, of course. I remember last year, got one on away grounds, which was interesting, where you can have a pint before the match, what the oh, pies yeah, are like, course, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So that's really interesting. This year I got a book by Kevin Day, uh, Who Are You? Uh, it's about the 92 football clubs and why you shouldn't support them. <laughs> I've only just started reading it, actually, but I think it, uh, what it does, it, it gives you a bit of history of the teams. And then talks about some of the quirky reasons why you wouldn't uh, support them. 
he's a Crystal Palace fan. Kevin Day, big Crystal Palace fan. Yeah. And it's really interesting just to reflect on some of the stuff that he's got in there. So that's it. I've only just started reading it. Maybe when I get to the end of it, a couple of weeks' time, I might mention it again. But Great real crimbo. good read. Great Crimbo present off Great mum Crimbo there. present. Very good. Bonus Kevin points. Day, who are you? Barnet of the week. A lot of a, uh, are there any new 2021 hairstyles that have been grabbing you this week, Dad? Or has, have you gone back to someone who's just kept it the same? I've gone back to one of the, he was in the top 10 all last season, I think since Leeds got promoted, Calvin Phillips. I know he must spend a lot of time training because he's a, I mean, he's a cracking player. Very, very influential in the Leeds team. He plays quite deep. His distribution's fantastic. But he must spend a lot of time also sorting his hair out because... He seems to change. He's always got a very exciting top knotty type thing, but he top had all knot, sorts yeah. of um, patterns and things yeah. going on the day. I mean, it must spend hours and hours, that. either him or somebody else doing all that stuff. So, yeah, he's certainly not neglecting his training, so it's not a criticism, but uh, <laughs> Calvin, good on the pitch, good on his head. Yeah, I think it's like the shaved with a line and then the top knot. I don't know there was more bits to it this oh, really? week. There was all sorts of shapes oh. and sizes. Oh, okay, crikey. Well, mine's... Um, Gone a little bit different, a bit more traditional, not too out there, but actually a very impressive Barnet. He scored his 100th goal for Spurs. I've gone for Son, 28 years old, obviously. He's playing fantastic, and I think his hair is looking the best that it's ever had. Very luscious. Maybe it's a case of he's not been able to get it trimmed, what with lockdown, but I think he's making the most. And uh, he doesn't do too much with it. It's kind of got the whole like floppy bounce to it, a bit Michael McIntyre-esque. But yeah, I definitely think Son's haircut is looking pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Right, ones to watch for next week it is the FA Cup third round. This is when you've got your Premier League and your Championship League clubs come back in, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right, so I've gone for a bit of a mixture of my ones to watch. I've gone for Friday night, um, obviously 7.45, you've got Villa versus Liverpool. Two Premier League teams, doesn't always happen that you have a Premier League clash in round three of the FA Cup, so that'll be an interesting one. Sunday, 1.30pm, you've got Chelsea versus Morecambe. So obviously Morecambe in League 2, seventh in League 2. Actually, they've won their last four league games. So they'll go in with a fair bit of confidence and you'd have thought potentially Chelsea might not be putting out their complete A-team. But fantastic opportunity for a League 2 team to get to Stamford Bridge. And then obviously Sunday, 1.30, you've got Crawley versus Leeds. Again, a League 2 club versus Premier League club. And uh, Crawley are doing really well. They're sixth in League Two and undefeated in nine league matches. So again, two League Two teams that'll be feeling pretty pumped to them going to these Premier League teams. And then the really uh, big one, 5pm on Sunday, you've got Marine versus Tottenham. I actually tried to Google Marine in BBC Sport when you look at the football teams and it doesn't even come up. It's that so much of a lower division they're in the eighth tier northern premier league division one northwest and they're against tottenham hotspur neil young the manager apparently is also a railway manager so most of these players are part-timers and they're finding themselves playing at home to tottenham hotspur which is just going to be amazing just uh, and like i said at rosset park which holds 3,000, just over 3,000. I suppose the saddest news for all these smaller teams is that there's no fans allowed in. But um, I think they've been trying to raise some money and trying to get the funds that they would have had it have been, um, fans would have been allowed in. But any of those you think going to cause an upset? Uh, you got to fancy 
maybe Crawley. Yeah. Leeds, Leeds play very open football, don't they? So they always let goals in. So Crawley might be able to uh, give it a go, possibly. Yeah. What about your ones to watch from the FA Cup third round? So I've got a couple again, a couple who you'd fancy maybe uh, an upset. Blackpool from the uh, League One playing West Brom. Yeah. Uh, West Brom obviously struggling. You imagine Big Sam will rest a few players. So I don't think it would be a big surprise if Blackpool um, give them a defeat. So that would be an interesting one. And then a couple of non-league teams who uh, have got home matches to championship teams. Boreham Wood, 10th in the National League, playing Millwall. Millwall, mentioned before, they lost at home. Uh, Boreham Wood have uh, not played for quite a while. 12th of December was the last time they played, actually. 3-2 at home to Aldershot. Uh, so they'll be nice and fresh, uh, ready, to f- ready for that game. And Millwall, you never quite know with Millwall. So Boreham Wood, Millwall, that'd be an interesting one. And Chorley Derby, so Derby have been struggling. Had a good 4-0 win the other night, of course. But Derby have been struggling. Big name manager, of course, Rooney. And Chorley, again, National League North. A real sort of lowly team. And I think they'll give uh, give Derby a game. They've had some fantastic wins. And that's going to be a real challenge for Wayne Rooney's team. Right, that's it for this week. Like we say, we've got loads of uh, matches coming up next weekend that we will be reflecting on. Uh, but till then, that is us all done from Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. Maybe next week we'll get you a set of nice, shiny headphones, shall we? Uh, yeah, definitely. Will they be able to fit over your lockdown uh, hair? Lockdown hair, possibly not, wild. actually. I might have to get it the barnet sorted. <laughs>